tables, creaking chairs that I'd swear I sat in yesterday, but the magic's faded. Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville, my guest is a singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist who hails from Oklahoma and has a new single, which we'll play at the end of today's show. He has previously released two CDs. He at one point lived in India and learned a new instrument there, but also got an unwanted souvenir from that trip that he'll tell us about. We'll also be talking about him moving to Nashville, wait for it, twice. You've been hearing one of his songs entitled Not the Same. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show Roger Yeager. Hello, hello, hello. Roger, welcome to the show, and, and wow, what, what a really great song that is, uh, Not the Same Thing. Thanks for making the time to, to talk to me today. Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, it's exciting for me to get to do this with you. Cool. So yeah, let's get, let's get started by having you talk about Not the Same. I, I really, really dug that song when I first got it, and I, and I want to encourage the listeners, by the way, to purchase that song so you could hear it in its entirety and not have to have me talking over it. Uh, anyhow, Roger, <laughs> tell the listeners about Not the Same. Sure. Yeah, it's a song. It's kind of it's written about uh, just with, with the idea that maybe there was someone in your past who you don't really talk to now, and you wonder what it would be like to come across them, and, and you're kind of saying like, I'm I'm not the same person that I was. I wonder if we would recognize each other. Uh, and it's it's a song I, I really enjoy playing it live. Like it usually gets a pretty good response, and and uh, it's just fun. It's a fun song. Yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it when you sent it to me. Is it, is it a song that just kind of, you know, created on your own, or, or was it born out of an actual, you know, I don't want to say occurrence, but but your own sure. mindset that led to it? Yeah, yeah, I'd say I had, I had a couple people like that in my life that, that when I sat down and started writing it, I thought through those situations. I was like, you know, this, this applies to these situations for sure. So it was a, it was an honest song for me. And was that we we tend to do this often on the show? So many songwriters as guests, singer songwriters. So <laughs> let's go on the record because it's it almost is uh, required by law. I feel like on the show to ask about um, co co writing versus writing alone. I mean, you can sure. you can address that question as it relates to not the same, but maybe on the whole as well. Yeah. Well, so not the same. I, I wrote it alone. I did not have a co-writer on that song. And at that point, co-writing was not something I really did very often. But uh, since I've moved to Nashville, co-writing is something I do almost almost every week. And uh, it's, it's something I find that I actually finish songs more often, I feel like, when I have a co-writer. So it's, mm. it's a really interesting way things are happening for me now. But... Uh, yeah, That's from good. from the category of required by law, it almost seems in Nashville that you darn well better be co-writing. But but that's a great yeah. that's a great little lesson that you just gave out there that that one of the benefits of co-writing is that you at least find that you tend to finish more songs that way as opposed to waiting for yourself. Oh to, yeah, yeah, that's great. I was just going to say not not the same as a song that by myself took me probably two months to finish. And, and these days, if I co-write a song, we we finish the song in three to six hours. So it's, oh my it's gosh. such a different it's such a different world. Wow, that's tremendous. Well, later we're going to have to uh, you know we're going to have you talk about the new single. But while we're talking about songs and your music, your last album was Beacon which was an yeah. eight-song release that came out a little over a year ago. I, I know there are some Roger Yeager fans that are listening, but but put on your salesman hat for a minute and tell those who are listening, uh, you know, learning about you for the first time, tell them about the Beacon CD. Beacon CD is very dear to my heart. 
the reason is that the, the, I had a, a nine-year gap in between my two CDs. And so uh, Beacon was something that, that I, I went in once every two or three weeks for four hours at a time on a weekend night with a buddy in Oklahoma. And uh, we just chip away at it. And we, we worked at it ourselves. We produced it ourselves. And, and uh, uh, it was just such a – we really put a lot of work into it and a lot of time into it. But we took our time getting there. And they're, they're all songs that I wrote. There's only one song on it that's co-written. But they're all from a very honest place and very real place. And, and uh, it was really exciting to get something back out after having such a long gap in having music out there. Talk about the psychology that goes into a, a gap like that, because th- that that can go one of two ways. Either you just say, "Oh well, you know, took me took me nine years. I have my reasons for that," or you can really let it overwhelm you and you know, kind of walk around with your head down, "Woe is me" type attitude. I, I you know, I, I I know this. I, I know this about somebody who went uh, six years in between their their freshman release and and their sophomore album. And, uh, yeah. you know, you do hear the critics that say, well, how can I take you seriously if it's been six years since you put out an album? You know, what, what have you been doing all this time? How, how could it possibly take that long? How, how did you find that experience to be? Well, I mean, I, I think in that nine years, I, I experienced so much growth. And, there, you know, and in that period, I had a lot of disappointment also because it, it wasn't like I stopped music altogether. I, I kept at it. Uh, at one point, I was I was working on an EP that that just totally fell through, um, and and so and, and I and I did have times too where I wondered like, okay, is is music something that that, that I'm going to keep doing? Uh, you know, you, you kind of ask those questions, and you, mm. especially as, as you you get a little older and you're, you're going, well, should I be changing my life path? Should should I should I be trying to jump into the business world and and, mm. and uh, live that kind of life and and uh, so, so, kind of arriving at that place where it was like, no, we're going to do this. We're gonna we're gonna finish this album, and we're gonna get it out there. We're gonna do it. We're going to do it well. Um, it was just such a it was a victory in a lot of ways. Like, so what that it took nine years. Like now, now we're back on. Now I'm now I'm headed in this way, and and I'm gonna see what happens. Why not? Well, I'm curious, and again, uh, you know, for for the benefit of the listeners, those of you who who listen to the show regularly, you've probably figured out by now that I really have uh, the show, you know, pretty well scripted in advance. But there are always follow up questions that pop up over the course of an interview because of fascinating answers like those that that Roger has given so far, and, and that so many of the guests have have enlightened us with. And in this case, you know, Roger, for your benefit, you know, the show is done largely for the up-and-comers that are trying to learn from people like yourself listening mm-hmm. to the interviews with you. And I wonder, is is there anything that you would care to talk about? This is a <laughs> something that just popped up as you were talking, so I, I hope sure. this isn't a, an, an uncomfortable subject. But I, I picked up in there when you mentioned about an EP that, um, forgive me if I'm misquoting you, but I think you said a, you know there was an EP that fell apart, um, just basically didn't get done. Are you comfortable just maybe giving an overview as to what that was all about? Sure. Um, yeah, it, it was it was something that I I had a couple friends that were uh, in the process of sort of opening up their own studio and, and they were producers and so we we had an agreement between the three of us like okay let's let's make an EP and we're not going to charge you money for it but you're going to give us full access to do the production on it um, and so it, it seemed like a it seemed like a good trade initially but. Uh, sure. It just was stuff like we got the recording done, and, and some of it I really liked, and some of it I wasn't a big fan of, and and then they they kind of ran out of time on their end, and uh, we just never we never were able to get it get it finished essentially. So I, I you know the songs didn't get mastered. Um, as far as I know, they've they've still got them on their hard drives somewhere, and, uh, and that's that's it. We weren't able to follow through with it. You're probably going to see where I'm going with this, but those were those were friends of yours, or they were people that you just somehow became acquainted with. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, 
kind of maybe in between those two things. Like okay. we were acquaintances, but we we'd spent a little time together at, at a music festival at, at one point. And, yeah, because um, as you can see, you know where I'm going with this is I wonder, you know, what impact might that have had on the relationship when it did fall apart and, and everyone realized, well, I guess this isn't going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those, those aren't guys I, I really talk to now. Um, if I happen to run into them, we'll say hi, and, you know, we're, we're kind and all that. But, mm-hmm. but that's where it is. Okay, okay. Well, in my research for this show, Roger, I read that Beacon and your first album, uh, despite being nine years apart, by the way, uh, both shared a recurring theme of light. What is that? Yeah, Um I mean, for me, so I'm I'm a, I'm a Christian, and, and uh, so I I experience a, a very real, awesome relationship with God, and, and I think I uh, I think I think that's a lot of it for me is just that experience and kind of walking through life and and uh, walking through my troubles and being able to to give those to Him. Well, um, interestingly enough, uh, and it's not been um, every show, but certainly those that have been regular listeners know that I, too, am a very devout Christian and uh, have actually had a few oh, guests awesome. on um, some some artists uh, that are um, Christian artists have been on the show. And I did notice, um, and, and listeners, as I give you Roger's online uh, destinations over the course of the show, notice on there, as did I, that, you know, among some of your influences or Roger Yeager sounds like, I did notice Jars of Clay in there. And mm-hmm. I thought, wow, now that's kind of interesting because, you know, that stands out to me as, as a Christian artist. And I thought, well, hmm, that's kind of unique, uh, you know, seeing names that are all kind of in one genre and then all of a sudden jars of clay thrown in there so i i I take it that they must be either your favorite and and perhaps as a result um you know have some influence on your music yeah yeah i really i really loved jars of clay's first two albums and uh so i i would say that that really those those two albums were more of an influence for me because i was a i was a teenager when when i was listening to that kind of stuff and uh, I, it really impacted me. I, I, I had a band in high school. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, we our sound was it was almost like if you took jars of clay and crossed it with Creed, it was something like that. Mm-hmm. Like they, we, that's kind of how we described ourselves. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'd say I'd say their their influence still kind of bleeds over sometimes. Mm. Well, uh, this really has no relevance to what we're talking about, but I did just go see Sidewalk Prophets on uh, Friday night, and that was uh, okay. Yeah, that was that was really really great. Um, and you know, it, awesome. it, yeah, and it's it's really it's I think it really is is wonderful when you see someone like that not only having success, but but people having success in Christian music at such a young age. I don't know how old those guys are, but you know, if if there's a one of them that's that's older than twenty five, that's probably a lot. Um, and, and it sounds to me like you were playing Christian rock at an even younger age than that. If you're if you're talking about high school, I was. Yeah, I was. Now I know you did a crowdfunding campaign uh, a little ways back, where where you did make your goal, uh, which was seven thousand dollars. You were you were successful, right. which which is great. Um, but I just want to get your 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 thoughts on on, on the whole process. How how did you find that to be? And and for that matter, do you see yourself doing one again at some point in the future? And I guess why or why not? Sure. When when I did it um, initially, I, I struggled a little bit with the idea, and I think some of that was just just the pride of it. Like, oh, you know, I don't I don't want to ask people for money. That that feels kind of weird, but. Um, but I, I talked to a few people about it, and, and then sort of sort of changed my thinking on it, and really looked at it more of like actually I'm I'm, I'm giving people an opportunity to invest in what I do, and there are, there are enough people out there that care, um, and, and as you're doing it, it's it's almost like it's almost like a great marketing campaign, also because people know that you're you're working on an album that it's coming out, um, they get a chance to to basically pre-order the cd and then pre-order any merch you're going to add on to it like if you're going to add shirts or posters or that that kind of stuff um and so that that was the way that i approached it and i'm really glad i did it it went i mean it went well we we made it and 
response was really good. And you would do one again, or, or, or maybe I don't know if perhaps you already are strategizing one. I, you know, I, I bet I would. I bet I would. It, I may do one this year. I haven't quite planned that out yet, but but soon that'll that'll be some a conversation to start having. And that in itself is a is a is a good little um, subliminal plug on your part because it'll give people uh, listening to the show a reason to follow you online to watch and see uh, if and when you do launch that. Um, And, you know, I I do go on the record as saying that the show is not about me. It's about the guests and it's about the listeners. But I do want to take a minute. um, My apologies, Roger. But I just want to talk to the listeners for a minute because those of you who are loyal, uh, I hope you know how how much I appreciate listening and downloading and subscribing week after week. And you might hear me asking that question of Roger about the crowdfunding campaign and say, oh, boy, here goes Bruce again asking another guest about crowdfunding he's he's asked so many people about this that have done campaigns but the point is that every guest is going to have a different take on this and so roger i liked out of your answer that you said initially you kind of were a little reluctant and talked to some people who changed your mind so you know that's the reason why there's some questions that are repeated in uh, different episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment because you do get a different perspective from each guest. And uh, so, Roger, thank you. I'm, I'm glad that, that you did kind of take us behind the curtain to show us what your thought process was as, as you went through getting that Kickstarter campaign launched. Absolutely. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville is singer-songwriter Roger Yeager. Visit his official website at www.rogeryeagermusic.com. As I've suggested on similar episodes, look at the title of this episode on whatever listening device you're using so as to get the proper spelling of his last name so you can go to his website. He is very much on social media, too. On his website, there are icons to click on to go to his pages on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, for starters. Be sure to also purchase Roger's music, legally. It's available through the likes of iTunes and CDBaby.com, and there are links to both of those on his website homepage, too. His music is also on SoundCloud. There's a link on his website for that as well. SoundCloud is one of the platforms that Now Hear This Entertainment is on. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz. That's spelled H-E-A-R. And sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it so easy to get the show every week. It'll just download automatically when a new episode comes out so you don't even have to go looking for it. If you're a new listener to the show, please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And please, I'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast or maybe even some questions you would like asked to guests on future episodes. Post all that on the Facebook page that I just mentioned or send an email. The email address is on the contact page of nowhearthis.biz. Roger, I have you pegged as a as a real deep thinker and as someone who's who's very insightful. So, assuming that I'm correct, from the category <laughs> of the only dumb question is the one not asked. Is that okay. characteristic a tremendous plus for someone who's a songwriter? Uh, yeah, I would say so. I would say so. Uh, I, I tend to I tend to write songs that that go there that that go to the deeper places, and I. Some people love that. Some people don't always get it. That's okay. Um, I would say I would say where it gets me sometimes is that I think so much that sometimes I'm a little bit slower to act. That would probably be one of the negative parts of it. But it's not always a bad thing. Well, is that something that you're just born with? Is it I had some experiences that kind of made me become that type of person, Bruce? Or is it uh, to what do you attribute um, you know, this, these depths that you go to that we're talking about. I think, I think I've just always been that way. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember necessarily one day I woke up and then suddenly I was this way. Like I, I remember, I remember being in art class when I was in fifth grade or something. And, and, uh, my art teacher was watching me cause I, I was working a lot slower than some of the other kids. And he said, you know, it's, it's not that you're slow, you're deliberate. Hmm. And you, 
you move, you move slower, but it's with intention, and, and you're, you're doing it carefully. You're making sure you do it well, and uh, and that's a that's a plus. So that's that's kind of how I like to think of it. I like that. I like that, and uh, I, I imagine that you know, obviously, in co-writes, everyone bring something different to the table and in your case I, I would like to think that yours is a, a pretty unique dynamic uh, because of the worldly experiences that you have that we're going to be talking about and, and because of this nature of yours that you know people probably look you know with a with a raised eyebrow like wow this guy's got you know an interesting perspective on things yeah well I know that I keep teasing it <laughs> but we're we're going to be talking later about your single um, first, uh, what about live shows? Are there bookings being worked on so we can tell the listeners to keep up with you online to watch for where and when they can go see you perform live? Absolutely. Um, I've got I've got some shows coming up here in Nashville. I've got some coming up in North Carolina and Georgia. I've got a, I've got one in Oklahoma in a couple months and. Uh, it's it's great for me. I just hired a booking agent a couple months ago, and I think I'm going to have a lot more shows happening very soon. I believe that I read uh, an old blog on your website where you wrote about getting to the point where you just decided that being your own booking agent full time was just taking up too much of your time. Is that, is is my memory correct? Is that what you wrote? And is that what your experience was? I, yeah, I'd say so because uh, I, I think uh, to do the to do the booking, do all that kind of stuff, I have to I have to visit a different part of my brain to do that, and and I can do it. I've done it, but um, it's it helps me a lot if I can sort of trust someone else with that, like kind of build a team, and that gives me more time to to work on the creative things and and even work on some of the more bigger picture stuff. Like where where am I going? with with this career mm-hmm. um yeah yeah i like that you you i like that you wrote about the fact that you know you have made these decisions based on your experiences you you have worn all of these different hats and so it has helped you to be honest with yourself and say look i'm i'm not a booker you know or look i'm not a sponsorship salesperson or whatever the case is and and it's basically putting you to to where you are now in, in, in what you're describing here that I, I need to focus on my music and I need to see where I'm going with this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's get into the whole India discussion now, Roger, because I'm sure that certainly impacted you in a, in a few ways. For, for starters, what led you to want to go live there? And, and then how did you, again, I'm, I'm like yourself, I get really down into yeah. the nuts and bolts. And, you know, you know I'm, I'm wondering, how did you go about getting yourself settled there? You know, what, why, what led you to want to live there? And then it's like, okay, well, deciding I want to go live in India in one, is one thing, but actually doing it is, uh, I, I imagine, a bit of a challenge. Right. Well, so one one thing was, I I was a little bit interested in Indian music, and I thought I thought it would be kind of a cool thing to go and to study Indian music and experience that. And then while while I was in Nashville the first time, I was going to college. Um, I also got interested in, in like what was happening with the Christian church in India because I, I don't know. If people are aware, but there are Christians that live in India also. Um, so I just, I kind of wanted to, to live in that and see that, see what these people were up to. Um, and so I made, I made a connection through a, someone, someone gave me a CD of a band that did Indian music. Um, they were also Christians. And so I emailed them and sort of sort of told them what I was thinking about and they, they connected me with some people that then in turn went ahead and invited me to come stay with them in India. And so I, I said, you know what, this is a great opportunity. I'm going to do that. So I did. Well, let's, let's put a timeline to this because I know this took place after the release of your first album, but before the release of your second one. But uh, I guess what I'm what I'm picturing in my head is, you know, what age were you and kind of, you know, what was your living situation in the United States? Who were you, quote unquote, answering to and saying, hey, look, I'm, I'm moving to India? 
<laughs> well, so at this point, I, I had just finished my freshman year at college in Nashville. Um, so, you know, I was, I was freshly out on my own, but, but still, like, my parents were still, still playing at least some role in my life. They were, they were kind of wondering, oh, are you gonna, are you gonna come home for the summer and do summer school? Or are you gonna, you gonna do summer school there in Nashville? Like, what are you thinking? Um, so, but I, I just really wanted to go to India. So I decided to take off for my, my sophomore year. So I, I stepped out of college and, and, uh, moved and I my see. parents thought I was crazy. <laughs> um, but I, I did it. So I was 19 years old and wow. stepped over to the other side of the world. And so, uh, you were 19 and your parents, I'm imagining when you, you know, are you going to come back home? I imagine that that's Oklahoma, correct? Yeah. Where, the, where yes. they were living in. Uh, was there a long line of people behind them that were saying, you know, what is this about? Are you crazy? Or, or was it a short line? Did you have people that supported you and said, wow, I, you know, I take my hat off to you. Good luck. I wish I could step out and try something like that. How, how did how'd you find the reactions to be behind your parents? Uh, it, it was about half and half. Like mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of my friends in Nashville were like, "Oh, that's that's great, go for it." And then a lot of my a lot of my friends back in Oklahoma said, "No, you're crazy. You're going to die." Uh, <laughs> Not know. to be extreme about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was the reaction sometimes. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is be clever in negotiating compensation when it's an opportunity that you'd like to pursue, but there's little or no budget. For example, if it's a ticketed event, can you get one or two or three free tickets? Can one or more vendors provide a gift card? Is an event where a pro photographer will be on hand and can get some shots of you that you can use? And these, of course, are in addition to the obvious ones, like a tip jar and or merch sales. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. Since we are supposed to be talking about music on this on this show... Um, Talk about the musical instrument that you learned as a result of living over in India. Yes. It is called the sitar, and it is incredible. I love it. Um, it's, it's an instrument. It's got 20 strings. It, it plays similarly to a guitar, but not entirely. Um, I spent about four or five months in Pune, India, I would go to this 65-year-old woman's house twice a week for an hour and just sit with her while she taught me. Mm. And uh, it was it was incredible. One of the funnest things I've ever done. So I'm I'm guessing that when you went over there, you you for all intents and purposes had possibly never even heard of it, but certainly never seen one or held one. Well, actually, I had I'd gotten one before that just because I was I was so curious about it. Uh, so I, I I had one when I was still in the U.S., but I had I had no idea what I was doing. So I spent <laughs> six you know spent six months with it, and it's it's not something you can really learn from a book mm-hmm. like you could a guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would say I learned more in my first hour lesson with her than I had in six months by myself. Wow! Wow! Fantastic! This. Yeah. Uh, this must have been, a, well, I, I don't want to make assumptions, but were you working over there? You know, how were you spending your, your days being that, you know, you're talking about, I think you said an hour a day, two days a week. What were you doing for the other 23 hours of the day? Uh, I was doing a lot of exploring. Um, I, I was making friends and visiting visiting people. I, I, had, I did have a few guitar students, so I was teaching a little bit. Okay. Um, or I'd, my, the friends I was staying with would, would let me babysit their kids while, while they needed to go out. Um, it was, it was just, it was really just hugely a cultural experience. And you just took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to ask you, you know, this sounds to me like it was really culturally driven and not, yeah. not a case of, I'm going to go to India and see what kind of influence this has on my music. You know, music was kind of an afterthought, like, yeah, I guess I was poking around with a little music here and there, but that's not why I went there. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'd say it was really a mixture of both because mm-hmm. uh, I, I did end up I played I did end up playing a lot of music also. So I, I got to sit in with, with some musicians there and play some concerts. And once I got good enough at sitar, then I was I was actually playing sitar with with some other people. Um, and it was great. Well, that's interesting. It, it makes me think of, uh, and I know this is <laughs> borderline apples to oranges, but I know that they say that people in Hawaii are very, uh, they, they, I don't want to say they turn away outsiders, but for instance, I'm just talking about the music community, by the way, that, you know, yeah. if you don't live in Hawaii, you know, they, they're not going to have you playing it and even so much as an open mic, they just want the locals doing that. And so where I'm going with this mm. is, I wonder if the sitar is, is very native to India. How were you received when they saw this American getting up on stage playing quote unquote, their instrument? You know what? They loved it. They, I, and I don't know what it is. It's it's something about India that I really enjoy. But they, as a people, generally are very honored when uh, someone like myself, a, a white foreign Westerner, will come and take the time to learn their culture and learn their music or, or learn their language. Mm. Uh, people are really honored by that. And I, I don't know if it's because... Um, they they were hurt by the by having the British occupation for so long. I'm, I'm not really entirely sure, but um, I'm, I'm generally very well received even now if I go play sitar in India. Did you uh, learn their language at all, or no? I did. Yeah, I, I know a little bit of Hindi. And so, do you have the opportunity if you wanted? Do you still have the connections that if you wanted to go play in India, you could? Yeah, actually, I, I still I go every year. Wow. Um, I, so what one thing I do is, is I'll go and I'll teach songwriting in some schools for a couple of weeks, and then I get to go and play a little Indian music when, oh, when that's cool. done. Very cool. So, and, you know, I'm not going to apologize. I, I don't I don't mean to make the whole interview about India, but I just think it's fascinating. And you're certainly the first guest uh, through 54 episodes that has played the sitar and all of this that you're describing is is really interesting and, and we will yeah. continue uh talking about domestic experiences and, and your your new music and, and things of that nature i wonder sure. uh when you mentioned that you know you did eventually start playing over there were you playing with all natives of india or were there other americans that there that you were meeting and, and maybe playing with I would say I think I think at one point I did play with a few other Americans, but for, for the most part I was playing with Indians. Very cool, very cool. I am Bruce Warzniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville is singer-songwriter Roger Yeager. Visit his official website at www.rogeryeagermusic.com. And as I suggested earlier, just look at the title of this episode on whatever listening device you're using so as to get the proper spelling of his last name so you can go to his website. He is very much on social media, too. On his website, there are icons to click on to go to his pages on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Be sure to also purchase Roger's music. It's available through the likes of iTunes and CDBaby.com, to name just two. Uh, There are links to both of those on his website homepage as well. His music is also on SoundCloud, which is one of the platforms that Now Hear This Entertainment is on. So if you're listening to us right now on SoundCloud, you can also look for Roger on there as well. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz. That's spelled H-E-A-R. And sign up for the e-newsletter there and do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends, family, neighbors, co-workers about it as well. Subscribing is free, and it makes it very easy to get the show every week. It will just download automatically when a new episode comes out. You don't even have to go looking for it then. If you are a new listener to the show, please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. And do go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And please, I really do welcome your feedback about the podcast. Maybe even send us some questions that you would like asked on future episodes. You can post all of that on the Facebook page that I just mentioned or send an email. The email address is on the contact page of nowhearthis.biz. Uh, so, Roger, one final question about India. You, unfortunately, were stricken with colitis while you were there and, and actually went through a very lengthy 
healing process from that. Uh, are, are you okay now? What, what types of effects <laughs> did that have on you? I, I guess what types of effects did that have on you, you know, across the gamut, mentally, emotionally? And, and, and for that matter, did it impact you making music in, in any ways? Sure. Um, yeah, so, so I came to a place in India. Uh, so I, I stayed for about a year. And toward, towards the end of that year, I, I was at a place where uh, there were just some things in my life I wasn't sure about, like kind of kind of like, what, what's happening next? Should I, should I move back to Nashville? Can I move back to Nashville? Should I, should I stay here in India? I'm not, I'm not really sure. Uh, but I went, just was going through just a really difficult time emotionally. And in the middle of that, um, I'd also been like catching parasites and then taking antibiotics and, and kind of going through the cycle of getting sick and getting well and getting sick and getting well. But uh, my, I wasn't replenishing my body with probiotics and stuff that, that I really needed. Um, and so one day my body totally gave out. I started going to the bathroom every five, ten minutes, mm-hmm. and I did that. Did that for about a day, day and a half or something. And uh, towards towards the end of that, like honest, honestly, felt like I was dying. Felt mm. like I was the closest to death I had ever been. Wow. Um, and so I, I ended up spending three days in a hospital in New Delhi, and sort of at that point, right after that, decided it was probably time to to go back home. To Oklahoma, um, and start the started started the healing process there. But uh, I'd say I'd, I'd say I'm about ninety percent better now. So I still have some some bouts every now and then where I have some diarrhea. Um, it's not very fun when it does happen, but uh, I've I've come a long way from where where I was. That's for sure. But through all that, um, I kind of, I kind of would think, especially because it is happening in another country so far from home, that it that it does have to do something to you, you know, emotionally, uh, mentally. Um, yeah. Just just talk about that aspect of it, and then um, again, as I as I wondered before, um, when I say did it impact you making music, I, I mean that two ways. Number one is prohibit you. Uh, or discourage you from making music, but also did you kind of turn it around and say, well, gee, I, this might influence, um, you know, I might, might be able to make lemonade out of lemons and, and find mm-hmm. some songs out of this experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say, uh, yeah, it, was, it absolutely was a, was a traumatic experience for me emotionally. And I, I would say so much so that, that the writer in me for a long time was actually broken. Mm. Um, so while yes, I was, I was very, very down. Uh, I, I'd say I also was, was probably numb and felt hopeless in some ways. And so, so for me to even try to write something, uh, felt counterproductive for a while. Um, I'd, I'd say one after a couple of years, once once my heart started coming back alive, and I, I kind of walked walked through some inner healing, um, that that a lot of that started to to reawaken. Well, <laughs> just caught up in this whole thing, and and uh, you know, I guess I would encourage uh, the listeners to uh, send prayers. Um, for Roger, knowing that this did take place, you know, a number of years ago. I mean, this wasn't last year. And to hear you say that, you know, you're you're perhaps ninety percent better. Um, but you know, it it's very interesting to hear the wide range of stories that we have here on, on now here this entertainment. I'm thinking uh, all the way back to episode nineteen with Danny Brooks. And uh, I, I guess I you know I should tease it in some way would would be the proper way to do it, but. Um, you know, he's a guy that overcame drug and alcohol addictions and quintuple bypass surgery, went on to release 10 CDs, a book. Wow. He got a song placement on an ABC family show and then Sirius XM. Uh, at the time of the interview, he was developing a, a reality TV show. So there's, you know, some real uh, inspirational stories here on the podcast. Um, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm counting you among that now, Roger. So listeners, um, you know, use these 
podcast as, as inspiration. You know, there's there's certainly a lot of good teaching moments and for the up, up and comers, some lessons that can be learned to hopefully uh, aid in, in the development of your career. But certainly it's a, it's a business that has a tendency to, to weigh on you and, and try to discourage you. But when you hear people like Roger, um, you know, that have rallied around these things and not let them take them down and, and people like Danny Brooks, uh, you know, use that as use that as hope. Um, well, so speaking of moving around, um, you know, I, I guess we just kind of need to recap and, and put this all in perspective. Uh, I mentioned in the intro that you are originally from Oklahoma. We, we just mentioned a few minutes ago that that's where your folks were when you were making this decision to leave Nashville. Uh, you, you just talked about living in India. You had moved to Nashville from Oklahoma for college uh, yeah. at 18. So you stayed there for a year. You moved yeah. to India for a year. And yeah. so when you came back, you mo- you moved back to Oklahoma or straight back to Nashville because you're you're in Nashville now, and I assume there to stay. Yeah, yeah. So I moved I moved straight back to Oklahoma from India. So uh, I, I think it just it made a little more sense at the time because then <clears throat> I could I could stay with my parents, and at, at that point that was that was helpful because I, I was not very well physically. Um. But yeah, I ended up staying in Oklahoma for six and a half years before mm. I came back to Nashville. Okay, so I had okay. a good long stint there. Yeah, but uh, but yes, uh, to to the there to stay for Nashville. Oh yeah, yeah. I you know since I came here, it's been it's been awesome. I love I love being back in this town, and, and I will be here for years to come. <laughs> I think. Well, and now you are working with Alyssa JC, who was my guest on the show. Two weeks ago, uh, as well yeah. as as well as back on episode two, a little bit of uh, NHTE trivia. She's the first guest to be on the show twice. Uh, oh, wow. So, what are the two of you doing, or or what are you going to be doing together? Yeah, so Alyssa is my new booking agent. She's the one that I hired a couple months ago. Um, so she's also my social media coach. So she she's been helping me improve what I do in that arena. And she's she's been working hard getting the booking underway, and she's already gotten me a few things. She's she's connected me with you, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and it's been a really positive experience so far. She's she's amazing. Well, and so all the more reason for people, as I said before, to engage and f- follow you online. Number one, I mentioned a little earlier that. Uh, you know, live shows are, are in your future, it sounds like, although <laughs> knowing the way that Alyssa works, uh, to her credit, I hope you're ready for a lot of live shows and a lot of traveling because right, she certainly yeah. is, is very good at what she does. Um, but, you know, again, uh, I've been giving out Roger's uh, social media destinations, so listeners, certainly you will see him be uh, more active than he ever has been uh, under under Alyssa's wing. So, uh, very good, and, and obviously I, I, I wish you the best of luck, but uh, we know that you're in good hands. Um, Thank you. Lastly, we're going to close the show today by playing <laughs> in its entirety, I promise, <laughs> and I won't talk over it this time. Uh, we're going to play in its entirety your new single, Rescue. Um, so yeah. before we wrap up, tell the listeners all about this song, if you would. This this song was was really fun. Uh, a friend came over to my house and he he was playing in a Christian rock band, and we wanted to write a song for his band. So we said, let's write a let's write a Christian pop song, and so uh, that's that's what we did. And then with the song, well, the, the song itself was is just kind of dealing with uh, when we have we we have beliefs about ourselves like sometimes we believe about ourselves that we're we're dumb or or i can't do this or i can't do that and so the thing is what we believe we actually behave in that way so if you believe you can't do something then you're going to act that out um so so the song was sort of written to that idea of uh hey i i know that i think this way but i i need a rescue from this i need a rescue from this way of thinking so that's that's what it was written about um then my friend ended up leaving that band he was in, so that it sort of left the song out there for me to do what I wanted with. And I had started playing it live. I liked it so much that I just decided to keep it for myself and record it for myself. And mm. and uh, I'm, I'm glad I did. I, it's, I love this song. 
Yeah, it makes me think of that expression uh, that's that's been around for a little bit. Whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Right. I mean, you're yeah. you're you're talking about being rescued from that from that train of thought. Um, this one is, is the, I'm at the end of my script, but it did make me think of uh, of another question. When you said it's a yeah. Christian, uh, I think you said Christian pop or Christian rock song. So um, help me do my homework for for when I upload the show to to SoundCloud, and yeah. uh, and you know, and the, and the first tag that I always put in is the genre of the uh, of the artist being interviewed. So, uh, you know, what do you consider yourself if, if you had to only give, you know, if you had to be Bruce Wozniak and you had to uh, only pick one genre to put on the tag for SoundCloud? Sure. Because, again, this is, you know, kind of globally Roger Yeager. It's, it's not just the one song. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would say pop overall. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 don't, I don't particularly particularly or like specifically try try to market my stuff in, in the Christian market. But, um, but you know, I, I, I'm around, I'm around Christians a lot and I play with other Christian musicians a lot. And, uh, a lot of what I write sort of, sort of works towards, towards that area. Cause it's, that's part of who I am. And so I, I think that way. Well, um, and there does come a point in time where you do have to put your business hat on, and, and you know you do see you know the the mercy me's of the world that have shown success, you know, with uh, writing songs that have tremendous crossover potential. So, yeah, uh, certainly there's something to be said for that as well. Yeah, totally. But yeah, I'd, I'd say generally I'd say people say to people, oh, I play I play pop rock music. Very good. So, well, Roger, yeah. this has been great. I really appreciate you making the time, and, and uh, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for, for being a guest on, on Now Hear This Entertainment. Yeah, thank you, Bruce. This was fun. Absolutely. I will close, as always, by formally thanking my guest. Today we heard from singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist Roger Yeager. Do visit his official website at www.rogeryeagermusic.com. Remember that he is on social media, too, of course, as we just talked about, which will uh, be taken to new heights. So help him out. Like his Facebook page. Follow him on Twitter. Follow him on Instagram. Uh, For that matter, tell him you heard his interview and his music on Now Hear This Entertainment. And don't forget that he's on SoundCloud, too, which has its own opportunities for engagement. And, of course, do purchase his music. It's available through both iTunes and CDBaby.com. As I've mentioned a couple times, when you're on RogerYeagerMusic.com, there are icons that will help you get to all these different sites that he has out there. Don't forget to visit www.NowHearThis.biz. And sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. That's it. Just one field to complete. And, of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Hey, give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, too. Uh, Hopefully, accompanied by a five-star rating, it honestly does help the show quite a bit to get those uh, five-star ratings and the reviews written. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and share episodes there. And you can also follow on SoundCloud, which is just like subscribing. As I have invited listeners before, let's get your feedback on the show, too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel, all on nowhearthis.biz. Or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nowhearthis.biz, as they say in Canada. We've been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in crystal blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song by Roger Yeager. This is the one he just talked about. It's called Rescue. up inside let all the lies get to me those hateful words that bruised me but i just wanted them out of my head i needed a rescue i needed to feel this heart of mine i needed to get through i needed to know i was alive i needed No matter what I do, I needed your love
watching life pass right in front of me Yeah, I was standing still, but didn't wanna be Let all the fear consume me I needed a rescue 